God is ready. Blog I had to do it just for fun. <laughs> Never meant to cause you any problems. <laughs> never meant to cause you any pain. I didn't want to one time see you laughing, baby. Just awful. 
So you're talking about a dude that looks like he could be a cross between a um, Jadavion Clowney and Ndamukong Sue, and I mean that in both a good and a bad way. <laughs> uh, yeah. My second one's going to hit you a little close to home. I know you don't want to hear it, but Darren Lee, I had to put him on here. I have him just, on my list. Just, just for the vast range of what he is. If he puts it all together and he actually learns how to play football, he can be an all-pro. But that's a very hard thing to do when you're asking somebody who you're talking about taking in the first half or just the first round in general, somebody who's never played a true linebacker, somebody who was fourth worst against the run, that's to be expected because of his size, but also fourth worst against the pass, which really shows you that he's more athlete than player at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not big on him. Apparently the Falcons are, which a little bit scary, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, then I got <laughs> defensive end. I've got Emmanuel Ogba on here. And that's one you won't see show up very much because he's he's kind of got a few different ranges. Most likely mm-hmm. he's going to go in the first round. And he's one of these players that the reason I put him on this bust list is because people saw his 40 time and they're comparing him to Jason Pierre-Paul. The problem is Ogba is not as agile, does not have the same quick twitch as Jason Pierre-Paul, just as raw as Pierre-Paul was coming in. So I'm I'm a little scared of Ogba. Uh, another one, this one I guarantee will get me some calls. Uh, Derrick Henry from Alabama. Oh. I honestly, definitely, I look at him and I see Curtis Enos. I just see him, he's big, he's strong. Uh, I think his ceiling in this league, his ceiling could be Eddie George. I see it more as a Brandon Jacobs. Um, I For a guy that big, he he cannot break first contact in the backfield. His agility is worse than some fullbacks. So I, I really don't think in today's NFL he's going to work out. So beware. And this next one is obvious. Will Fuller, for some yeah. reason, getting play after his blazing 40 in the combine is now beginning play as like the number one receiver drafted. This yeah. is Ted Ginn 2.0. Congratulations, he runs really fast in a straight line. That's hey, about hey, it. hey. <laughs> Argue with Stop me about it. it. Tell me Stop I'm not. I can't. Uh, you're not. <laughs> I, I had Darren Lee and Wolf on my list. All right, that's, get, that's get my list. That's why I try to keep it short. So let's go ahead and jump to yours. Okay, because I, I know this is going to generate some. And I'm going to shock some people, but I'm going to put Joy Bosa on that list, and this is why. Really? I think – I am. This this is why. I'm talking about in terms of being slotted versus production and not because there's two white guys. When I see Joey Bosa, I think he's going to have a great, a, a, a very solid NFL career, but I don't know if he's going to be a consistent double-digit sack guy. I think he's going to probably end up landing in that 6-10 to 10 range, but if you drafted him in the top 10, you're looking for more J.J. Watt production out of him. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's more Justin Smith than he is J.J. Watt. Justin Smith was fantastic for the Bengals. And, and the 49ers, he's very solid against the run, but really tops out about eight to ten sacks a year. And like I said, if you're drafting top ten, you're looking for more than that. Um, a couple weeks. I agree about, with you. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's gonna be solid, but top ten, if you're drafting him that high, I think you're looking for a little bit more. Um, I think Connor Cook is gonna be just a flat out bust, I, and it's not even got anything to do with where he's being drafted. <laughs> I just think I, I just don't think Connor Cook is that guy. I think in Connor Cook's mind, he's that guy. But I don't think it's going to translate definitely into the NFL. He's going to—I just don't think he makes it. Um, also, Christian Hackenberg, and the reason why I say that we talked about him. I think he has the tools. Uh, but I saw him regress so much watching, you know, Big Ten Network this past year uh, with his footwork and his. 
Jaquan? All right. Sorry about that, good people. I don't know why Blog Talk wants to do this to us when we want to talk about all this good stuff. Uh, I was talking about Christian Hackenberg. I just don't think he's going to – when he threw Kirk Frank, uh, Franklin under the bus, I just that, – that really showed a lack of maturity to me. Even if he was a problem with the uh, Penn State offense, I really just don't think that was the right thing to do there. Um, I, I don't trust Hackenberg, and I, I'm sorry I don't. But oh, I agree well. with you a little uh, bit. I think Hackenberg is a little bit better off than Connor Cook. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think yeah. Cook's accuracy issues were just garbage. Hackenberg, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be really scheme dependent. I think he's got to go to a Billy O'Brien type set. Uh, he showed that he gets flustered under pressure, and that's never a good thing in the NFL. Yeah, and throw your coaches under the bus at the combine, telling them, "Well, it ain't my fault, it was their fault." I, that's just not a good look. Even even if you're right, it's not a good look. Um, so there are a couple more. I don't want to get too far. I know we got some more to do here. Um, and these are the yeah, thanks, two, I blog think, talk. Yeah, sorry. I'm not. I'm, I know, right? <sighs> Don't get me started on that. Miles um, Jack, I just don't know because of that knee. Um, and, again, if, if he goes to Jacksonville at five, I mean, I, are they going to get him for ten years or are they going to get, like, four great years? But, you know, would you take four great years over ten solid years because somebody's knee went out? I, and for Jacksonville, I wouldn't because they're not within four years of making the Super Bowl, right? If, I, if he was going somewhere, I that was going to screen. What, you think his knee is fine? I, yeah, it's a, it, he tore a meniscus. I mean, we've seen players do that in the middle of a season and still come back come playoff time. I think that's overblown by a few teams hoping that he drops and they can grab him. Uh, Miles Jack is one of my few players in this draft that I see as a home run hitter. Even if you only get three All Pro seasons, I still think that's a I still think that's a win. I mean, Miles Jack can literally play anywhere on that defense, and I, I really do think it's overblown. He didn't shred his knee like Jalen. Or Marcus Lattimore. Yeah, I, I, I just have reservations with taking somebody that high. Um, and, with, and it could be smoke screen, or it could be people telling the truth that, hey, you know, dude's knee is messed up. And last but not least, one that we talked about ad nauseum. And if you can only play two downs, I can't take you in the top 17. That's Reggie Ragland. I think he's going to be fantastic you. against the run. But you can't take him that high if you can't keep him on the field. You know, third round, okay. But first round, when you know this guy needs to play every down that's possibly available for him to play on defense and be an all-pro. And if you can't stay on the field in past situations and run with the tight end, I, I just can't take you that high. That's 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 just me. So um, I have Smalls on here. D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, he's right. He's D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan's a fantastic player, but he's a two-down player. And there's a reason D'Amico was drafted in the fourth or fifth round. And that's what I see Raglan being. He can be a lead against the run, but if you can't cover. Like 40% of your defensive snaps come in the nickel, and that's a big liability in today's game. He's a throwback linebacker at a time where throwback linebackers aren't exactly the it thing anymore. Exactly. Uh, so let's uh, transition here to uh, some steals and sleepers. And can we just go ahead and get Hargrave out the way since we both are? <laughs> we did both for him. He is on my list. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know he's on both our list, so we can go ahead and just do that one. Um, go I ahead, man. them both off, Hopefully them. Yeah, I split them up. Uh, we talked about it. I put steals and then sleepers. So the way I judge a steal is somebody mm-hmm. who outperforms his draft position. Somebody who say he's drafted in the third round, but he's an All Pro or a Pro Bowler. I, that's a steal. Uh, to start mm-hmm. that off, I've got Antonio Morrison. Um, he's an outside or an inside linebacker out of Florida. Most likely, he's going to play in the middle. Uh, this is a guy that they're not talking about drafting until the fifth or sixth round. And if you look at his tape from Florida, 
All it's filled with is him blasting people. Now, he's a knucklehead off the field. He got arrested for barking at a police dog like an idiot. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but he is a heat-seeking missile. He wasn't – he's much quicker than he is fast, and his his field speed is much better than his just straight combine speed, which is going to scare a few people off. They're going to see a little bit of Brandon Spikes. Uh, but Brandon Spikes was a, yeah. was a steal. He's just a knucklehead. Yeah. Brandon did all right. Yeah. After that, I've got uh, Mackenzie Alexander. And before anybody jumps on me, I yes, I know he has a potential to be picked in the first round. Um, most likely, he's not going to be. From everything I've noticed, he's going to be taking it at the about the midway through the second. Um, mm-hmm. And just for very stupid reasons, uh, they don't like his size at five ten and one ninety five. Which I, I I don't know why you're going to tell me five ten is too small for a corner when Joe Hayden is one of the best cornerbacks in the game, he's 5'10". Um, I'm, I, it's, it just blows my mind. Darrell Rivas is 5'11", best corner we've seen since Dion uh, and Champ. Um, mm-hmm. They also, they don't like the fact, they hold it against him that he didn't have any interceptions in college. The problem with that is it's not as if he just dropped every interception around him. Quarterbacks didn't throw to his side of the field. Shutdown corners don't get tested. To, to me, that's right. kind of a plus. Uh, and they talk about his off-field, just kind of his demeanor. And normally I'd agree if you're talking about a corner or a quarterback. But all the great corners have this kind of swagger, this kind of ego. That's what makes them right. so good. It's what makes them so willing to go up against the best wide receivers on every single play and battle and fight. I think McKenzie right. Alexander has the potential to be the second best corner in this draft behind Vernon Hargreaves. Uh, mm-hmm. I got. I don't know if you know this name or not. James Bradbury out of Samford, uh, same place as Jaquiski Tart, who is with San Francisco. He's a, he's going to be a safety or a corner, most likely a safety who you can slide over to play a nickel corner. Um, just a big guy, about six foot, about two hundred and two ten, two fifteen ish. Ran a four four eight at the combine. His tape is stellar. He's just he is one of these small school guys like Javon Hargrave who can just blow it up. Uh, and my last one, I wanted to keep it fairly short. I got Jonathan Williams out of Arkansas. Uh, in this draft, class, he, he's probably about the number three or four running back, if you look at talent in this draft. Um, he lost a lot of ground because he got injured, obviously. But he, he's a big guy, about 5'11", 5'10", about 220, 225 pounds. Not blazing fast, but he can bust a tackle. And what's even more impressive about him is his feet. For somebody as big as he is, he's got outstanding foot quickness and foot dexterity through the hole. So he doesn't have to just bowl you over. He can dodge around you. And he's kind of getting looked at as a, a third to fourth rounder. And I think he'll far outplay his draft position. Yeah. Uh, and, and I kind of combine mine because that's what I was thinking about. It was like if you get somebody that's a sleeper and they turn out to be good, that means you probably got them later than anybody thought, then that inherently makes them a steal. So that's, that's yeah. what I was uh, – you know, trying to, you know, kind of combine them. Um, we talked about it. Jacoby Brisket, uh, you know, I think they're talking about him in the fifth or sixth round of what I was mm-hmm. reading. I think that he may mess around and might be the second or third Number best quarterback in, in, this, right, in this draft. Um, very much getting slept on. Um, I feel the same way about Kenneth Dixon. I know they're saying second or third round, but I like Kenneth Dixon from uh, La Tech as well. I think – He's like a bigger Shane Vereen where you don't have to necessarily take him out yes. or just put him in on third down. I think he's big enough to handle that pounding with the same kind of skill set 
but it's just such a devaluation of the running back position. Somebody's going to get him and get an absolute steal. Um, New England, most likely. Neck, yeah, coming to your neck of the woods. If he can stay healthy, Keith Marshall. I mean, I, I don't yes. think he gets enough love. If, if he stays healthy, I think Keith Marshall is, is going to be off the looking at Darren but, McFadden or what Darren yeah, McFadden could have stays healthy. If he, was, if he stays healthy, exactly. Um, and then another one, and they'll probably hear me talk about it later, is I, and I talked to you about it, is Kentrell Brothers. And all he has done mm-hmm. is been attacking machine for Missouri. And he is slotted, you know, I think between the third and fifth rounds. And he's, he's like a poor man's Ray Lewis. They're built real similar. They just get there. They make plays. I don't, I don't understand that. I, maybe it's because of the throwback. He didn't run as fast as the combine like he, as everybody thought he it's would. It's that combine. Yeah, but you know, put the game tape on too, though, right? I mean, sometimes you exactly you, you can't just ignore it. combine. Right, and he just made plays. And oh yeah, he was doing this in the SEC, so it's not like he was doing it, uh, you know, in, in in a bad conference. So uh, there's some other ones on there, but I, you know, I wanted to uh, keep us moving. The blog talk kind of messed us up. Um, so you just did steals on yours. You want to do some sleepers? Yeah, I got some sleepers on here, and these are names you'll hear again. Uh, hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Chase <laughs> Brown, an outside linebacker out of Akron, just a monster athlete. Everybody's all freaking out about Darren Lee's athleticism. Jatavis Brown's is a touch better. He was a touch faster. He's the exact same size. His vertical was about a half an inch below. Only difference. Guy was fantastic against the pass and great against the run. 122 tackles, 20 for a loss, had, was it, six, six and a half sacks, uh, three forced fumbles, six passes batted down, three interceptions. This kid, he's 5'10", 225, but this kid is awesome. And the team that takes him is going to get what they thought they were going to get out of Darren Lee, only this kid could step in right away and play. I mean, I know he's from Akron, but let's not forget Jesse Tuggle was from a D2 school. I mean, this this kid is just fantastic. He's probably one of my favorite linebackers total in the draft. Uh, keep on James the, Harrison. Who? James Harrison. Oh, James Harrison. That's another one. But uh, yep. keeping in that small school theme, my next one is Nick Vigil. He's the inside linebacker out of Utah State. Now, if you don't know anything about Nick Vigil, you probably should. Um what did he do? Oh, he just rattled off 144 tackles last year. That's insane. Along with five sacks, three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and a couple picks. And what did he do his first year starting? 119 tackles. You know, whatever. His brother Nick, or his brother Zach is playing with the Dolphins now, and he's, his brother is getting Zach Thomas comparisons just from the way he plays mm. and his style. Okay. And Nick is even more athletic. Uh, this is a guy that you can nab in the third to fifth round, like Jatavis Brown, who can really, in this weak linebacker pool, can rise up and be a top-five linebacker in this draft. Um, Keeping small school again, I got safety Kavon Frazier, who I'm sure you haven't heard of. Um, but he, he's probably your most well-rounded safety, maybe outside of Darian Thompson. He might be a touch more well-rounded than Darian Thompson, um, not even considering Jalen Ramsey, of course out of Central Michigan. Yeah. And this is a guy who played free safety and strong safety. Uh, he's not the hardest hitter, but he's a very good tackler. He's very good in run defense. He's very good playing that center field. He's a playmaker all over the field. And more, most importantly, for a young player, he's a dynamic special teams player. He played on special teams all four years at Central Michigan, and his head coach was actually an NFL special teams coach. So look for him to make an impact early. He's a guy that you could get in the fifth 
all the way to the undrafted ranks. I do have one on yep. here that should make you a little yeah. bit happy. Uh, Joshua Perry, your boy mm-hmm. from Ohio State. I think yeah. he's I think he's a potential steal. I've got and that's why I have him in my sleepers. My sleepers are more you could be a steal or you could be nothing. Um, okay. Perry, I, I like Perry's game a lot. He's a very sure tackler. He's not great in coverage, but he's not bad. He knows his assignments, uh, even if he's just kind of taking up space. But he, he does kind of know his assignments. He's He was kind of the real leader of that defense. Um, just, a, just a good, solid, all-around player. He reminds me a lot of a James Laurinaitis, uh, where he's not the most athletic. He's not the fastest, but once he hits you, he's going to wrap up. He's very technically sound. Um, and I, I think some team will be very good drafting him in the fourth or fifth round. And my last sleeper, uh, Marshawn Koprick. I don't know if you've heard the name. Running back from Illinois State. Uh, this is a guy who's about 5'9-ish, about 207. Two, um, runs a four four five. one of the fastest running backs you'll see in this draft. Uh, just a really electric guy with the ball in his hands. And this is one of those guys where they're saying he could either be like a um, – um, drawing a blank, like a Chris Johnson type, where not okay. quite the 2,000 yards, but that type of electric with the ball in his hands, kind of like an Andre Ellington, or he could end up just being a Kerwin Williams type. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. He's another guy that you could get anywhere from the fifth round all the way through the undrafted ranks. And I, yeah, and see, wow, this is why you listen to our show, because we go deep into the undrafted ranks for steals. I'm surprised you didn't put your boy on there, uh, DeAndre Hall, the quarterback from Northern Iowa. I didn't know he had a rough did. time with Braxton, Braxton Miller, but I, I put him on there. I, 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 after you talked him up, I started looking more into him. Like, yeah, he might he might do it. I think he just got a little rattled because, you know, Braxton kind of got off on him at the uh, senior bowl. But uh, he's another I one, I put him. Honestly, I would have put him on there, but it's looking like he's going to go in the third round, and I think that's about right where he's going to need to be. Because uh, he's gonna, he's probably gonna be a safety full time. He just wasn't quick enough to be a corner, and I think he'll be good. I don't know if he'll ever be Pro Bowl good, but I think he'll be a good, solid pick at the third round pick. Yeah, the, the, the other one I saw it was like third to fifth round. I was like, if you get him in the fifth round, I think you might end up. I, 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 he's a, he's a competitor, and that's why. Oh you yeah. know, I like that. You know, I like his like you, you hear me use the word moxie. I like his moxie. I like his makeup. Uh, he's not gonna back down. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, we could probably do this for 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 days and days and days. But let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's move it on a little bit. So now that we've educated the people, thank you, there, Dylan. Um, some steals, some sleeper, and some guys who think are going to be some busts. Let's actually get to our teams here and see what the what we hope. It's a mix of what we hope they would do, what we think they should do. Um, but of course, we don't have access to the war room, so we're not fully sure. But I'm going to let I'll you kick it off here. Me. Who did? The Falcons did retweet me. Nice. Okay. Just, uh, <laughs> just keep me in mind when you get your front office job. I, yeah, I, I'll be in there collating papers. Well, off the we know the Falcons there. like eight GMs. We know they like to have eight <laughs> GMs. I'm sure you could do something. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I would break down some film. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to swing it to you because you, your uh, Falcons are picking first in the first round at 17. Who you got them taking? Uh, and the people don't know. I know I, I kind of did like a best case if I think this person could be available there. Um, and then I did a, you know, maybe a probable if they're not there, the other person should be there. So I kind of had a couple options just in case because you have other people picking up front. Uh, you never know who, who will be there or not. So uh, go ahead, man. Give me who you got to talk is taking in the first round. I did it close to your way of thinking. I put down who I want them to take first. 
mm-hmm. and I'll explain their situations. And then I put down three other options, depending on who I okay. think they will take and who else could be around. Um, my first mm-hmm. one, I really think they're going to trade down, uh, and I think it's Keanu Neal, the safety out of Florida. I mean, if, if you watch the guy, he's everything Dan Quinn loves in a strong safety. He gets Kamal Ishmael out of there. He's faster than Kamal. He can actually play very well in coverage. Uh, he's a good playmaker. He's got decent hands. And, oh, he just got the better of Derrick Henry. And after the show, I'll send you the uh, the gif of it, and it is awesome. The way he Tupac walks after laying Henry out, you're going to love it. <laughs> That's what they should do. Mm-hmm. The other options I've got are Darren Lee, of course, who we've heard a lot. If they stay at 17, it's going to be Darren Lee, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, I've got Reggie Ragland on there, who, as much as you and I both don't want that pick, uh, he is getting a lot of play there. And Kevin Dodd out of Clemson. I would have put Shaq Lawson, but I'm I'm fairly certain Shaq's going to go to the Miami Dolphins at 13. Uh, Kevin Dodd is a very athletic sleeper type. The problem mm-hmm. with him is same thing that's wrong with Kim Dietschy. He doesn't have a lot of spatial awareness, um, and he got – quarter of his sack totals came in the national championship game, which is nice that you did that against Bama, but he got four sacks in that game. So whenever someone, oh, he had 12 and a half sacks, four of those were in one game and another two of those were in the other playoff game. So really he had about six, which isn't bad. Uh, It's not what I expect out of my first rounder who only got to play one season because he was too raw. He's got a lot of things that he'd have to work on. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's, that's that's pretty good analysis. Yeah, and I mean, I think every one I've seen in the past month has you guys taking Darren Lee. Um, and I know you don't want that, but it, it, I don't know if they're reading the tea leaves or the sources are just putting out the same misinformation. But, I mean, I have not seen one where they weren't taking Darren Lee. Um, I so know. My Bengals, yeah, my Bengals at 24. Um, I think everybody knows where, which way I'm leaning with this. Uh, if you haven't, uh, you know, my name is Jaquan. And I would like Laquan <laughs> <laughs> to go to Cincinnati and put on the opposite side uh, of uh, AJ and, and Eifer. And the reason why I'm so all in on him is that we don't have a big arm quarterback, you know. So you know, and I don't like Will Fuller. He's got small hands. He has a lot of drops. Those are things you can't correct. You know, you can't really correct unless somebody has some way to make your hands bigger um, I, that I don't know of. Um, he, I think he's going to be a one-trick pony. Uh, but Treadwell, I, I know he doesn't get a lot of separation, uh, but he, he, he fights for the ball. He can win in the phone booth, and that's what I love about him. And if you know Marvin Lewis, he loves the SEC um, because those guys still go through that competition week in and week out. Uh, so I, but I don't think he gets there. I think Minnesota uh, probably nabs him before he gets there. Um, so that leads me to Josh Dotson, who I think is still a, a good playmaker. He goes and gets the ball. Um, he doesn't have a ton of speed, but it's okay. Again, you don't have a quarterback that can really just, you know, stretch the field like that. So we don't need a absolute burner. We got we need a guy that can go and get contested grabs. And I think both of those guys do that. And um, you know, if those two don't happen, I I can see them taking Alexander or Ryan Kelly, the center from Alabama, because uh, Russell Bodine is not the answer in the middle for us. But I still think they stay wide receiver and go Corey Coleman, um, and he is a burner. And he makes contested catches as well. And I've heard some people say he might go first uh, up the board to Houston. Him a Fuller, so go figure. I've I seen Corey Coleman getting Antonio Brown comparisons. Yeah, um, and the only thing about it is that I know that Marvin doesn't like smaller wide receivers. I definitely don't think he would like them in the first round. But I think the, the grade they probably still have him on is too high, and the need is too high not to take a wide receiver in the first round. So 
I will kick it back to you. Um, you, you guys have a second round pick, don't you? You got one, two. Yep, four, we got one, two, three, four, and seven. Okay. Second round, this is all contingent on them. The the first pick is going to be contingent on them obeying my first pick. Uh, so that's right. I also took that in consideration with my other options. So if they took Keanu Neal, I think in the second round they take Shalik Calhoun, mm. uh, the defensive okay. end out of Michigan State. Yep. Now he's a guy who is looked at. He's looked at as a one trick pony, uh, but he's actually better defending the run than Vic Beasley. And even if he is the one trick pony, they're okay looking for something like that to play in on to play outside edge on the pass rushing downs when they kick Derek Shelby inside. Uh, so what he can do, he's a fantastic pass rusher. He's always has been at Michigan State. Very hard worker. Uh, he added some new pass rushing moves, which is very good. He kind of expanded his repertoire. He gained some weight and gained some muscle so he could hold up against the run. And he had a very solid season. I think if he's there, and he should be, that'll be it. If they go linebacker, I think they'll go Darian Thompson, safety out of Boise State. If he's not there because it's iffy, uh, they'll go – I think it'll be Justin Simmons out of Boston College. Um, I think that's a big sleeper name with the Falcons to watch. He's a guy who's kind of a mix. He's a good playmaker. Kind of smallish. I don't know if I'd really trust him as my strong safety. But in today's passing league, he can pull it off. And another one to watch out for would be Von Bell out of Ohio State. He's another one. He's a Georgia kid growing up. The Falcons have scouted him mm-hmm. fairly heavily. Uh, and you know a lot about Von Bell. I actually yep. think he's better draftable prospects if his I mind is right. He does get lazy, and that is my biggest concern with Von Bell. Right, and that's what I was talking about when you took when safety in the first round. I was like, oh, there goes my comment about the pick of Von Bell in the second. Uh, because I, I, I was thinking about that first. I was like, there's no way Von Bell gets past Atlanta in the second round if, unless they go safety in the first round. So we're on the same uh, train of thought. Uh, and also with I think this is the time to come get the defensive end because I think the drop-off is going to get really steep here in the minute. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with Ogbot. He's around. I don't know why he's dropping. Uh, they say the lack of consistency, uh, but – you know, he's put together some good film, and he had a good combine. I, I just don't – I'm not quite sure what the hang-up is with him. Uh, I'm hoping he's there for us at 55. Uh, if not, uh, I, like I said, and you'll see a theme in this, Marvin Lewis loves, loves, loves the SEC. He went one time for Carlos Dunlop. I can see him going another time to get Johnson Bullard if he's on the board from Florida That's as well. That's a great pick there. Uh, because you can swing him in or outside, uh, and you know just the speeding. I think I think this is the point now. We need to make Michael Johnson more of the rotation and put a young guy out there to play opposite of Dunlop. And you know, and like I said he loves that SEC speed. You put Dunlop and, and Bullet out there on the ends, and you got Geno rushing from the middle. Then you you got a nice little thing happening there. And worst case, he's a Cincinnati kid and he's an Ohio State kid. Um, I think his stock repeated a little bit with the solicitation charge, but it's been not it's been dropped. And that's Adolphus Washington. Adolphus? Um, and also yeah. a very good pick. I totally forgot about him, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I think he just kind of flew under the radar. But if you, if you read about the reports, uh, and I watched him at the Senior Bowl practices in the game, he had a fantastic week at the Senior Bowl. He very was having disruptive. a really great year for us. Yeah, he just, you know, I don't know what he did to get the charges dropped, but I think that really torpedoed him and, and took him off the radar. So back to you. I know this is going to be funny because I think we have the same person coming here in round three. <laughs> Well, I have Javon Hargrave. That's my wish. Yeah. Uh, I didn't include him on here because I, I really in a draft where they've only got five picks, it's almost just wishing when they have Grady Jarrett, who just showed out last year. They're still hoping to get something from Rasheed Hageman. Babineau's still playing at a decent level. 
uh, and they haven't addressed inside linebacker. So I'm going with Nick Vigil at of Utah State for all the reasons we already touched on. He's a great tackler. He's more athletic than you'll see in Warlow. I would love Hargrave. I think he's the best defensive lineman in this class, and I think he's a top-five talent overall in this class. I just don't think he'll be there for me. Um, the other options, if they wanted to go tight end, they could go Austin Hooper out of Stanford. I'm not a big fan of really anybody in this tight end class. Yeah. I think they're all kind of the same. I think they're all basically Jacob Tammy at the high side. I don't think any of them are really any sort of transcendent type of tight end. If they go offensive line, because Lord knows they need it, uh, <laughs> Christian Westerman, a guard out of Arizona State, would be in play. And if they're they're really only – they could be good with just one more guard. They're really two offensive line players away from having a really, really good line after adding Alex Mack. So they really just need one mm-hmm. guard, and they'll have a very, very solid line. And Westerman is pretty much a perfect fit for his own scheme. Um, great against the run. He needs to work on his pass blocking, but in his own scheme, he'll be better. And my one of my other favorite players, I threw Jatavis Brown in there. The only reason I don't have them picking him is because I don't think the Falcons front office is smart enough to have done their homework on Davis. If they had, I think they wouldn't even be worrying about Darren Lee because they're, I mean, Jatavis is better. And I, that whole Darren, the, the love they have for Darren Lee and how they can't stop talking about him. This makes me believe they haven't even looked at Jatavis Brown's tape. Probably not. Uh, anyway, you know, the bigger schools are going to get the, get that, He's doing it on the bigger stage. You're going to get that name recognition. The same way we talked about uh, Jalen Ramsey, and I believe you gave me a comparison to somebody who's got his same Byron Jones. Byron Jones, and they don't even talk about him. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not just Ohio State. It's just, you know, big school love versus small school love. Unfortunately, even though we have every way to track a player in the media these days, they still don't do it. Go figure. I don't know. Um, so for the Bengals uh, in the round three, pick 87. Um, I do think, and a lot of places have, uh, I've seen have him mock to Cincinnati as well, is Javon Hargrave. I, I, I want to say one site I saw, or two sites had him as the 87th best player. I said, look at that. I mean, that's, that's not even heaven. close. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm saying, but if you put your boards together. Oh, he's a perfect and I, fit for them, though. Yeah. yeah Absolutely cause thing, fit. Yeah, because if you go through my other picks, um, if from the second round, if they get Ogba on the outside, and then you put Hargrave next to uh, Gino he's in the middle. Clone. I mean, yes, exactly. He's a Gino clone. I mean, and I think the Bengals know that. If you put them together and then you put Ogba and Dunlop on the outside, that's scary. I mean, that, that's that's real nasty. Uh, but in the event that somebody takes him, because he's he's been picking up a lot of steam, I've been reading more people on that bandwagon. So shout out to Dylan for bringing him to my attention and clearly to other people's <laughs> attention. Um, with the release of AJ Hawk, and even though we signed Carlos Dansby, he's getting up there a little bit. Montez is out for the first four games. Um, Joshua Perry or Deion Jones. Joshua Perry from Ohio State or Deion Jones from LSU. Uh, I know Deion is a little undersized, uh, but he can just fly around. He makes plays. Uh, and they need to get a little younger because you've got Maliuga who's long in the tooth as well. Um, as I often mentioned, Carlos Dansby, who's probably just a stopgap for this year and next year. They've got to get a little younger uh, at linebacker. But I also try to address that later. But in the case Hargrave isn't there, I can see them going uh, linebacker there. I like Deion. I like Deion for you guys. Very athletic yeah. linebacker, true sideline-to-sideline guy, and that's something the Bengals haven't had in their linebacking court for a long time. Absolutely, yeah. I've been, I was trying. I told you, I, was, I told him before I was texting like crazy. I have been obsessed with this, uh, with this mock draft for the past couple of days. <laughs> so I'm going to swing it to you for the Falcons, uh, round four pick. Now, bear in mind, I only did rounds four and then back to seven. 
I am hoping against hope that they trade back and pick up some more picks. I just don't want to get too big into this. So in the fourth round, I've got them taking Riso Diambo, a guard out of Boise State, who he played okay. tackle at Boise State, but his best spot's probably guard. Uh, he's from from Kenya or Nigeria. Um, just a, he's an athletic specimen over there, and he was a, just a fantastic blocker at Boise State. Athletic, fast for a lineman. He doesn't really miss blocks. Um, only thing is he broke his ankle last year, which is what was sending him down. Because before he broke his ankle, he was being looked at as kind of the number two guard in the draft. And in the event that he's gone or they decide they don't want to go with him, uh, they could go Farrow Cooper out of South Carolina uh, because mm-hmm. they do want another receiver. And Farrow Cooper, it looks like a perfect slot receiver. Um, another kind of under-the-radar name that is a, pretty much looks like a Dan Quinn type of player, Devondre Campbell out of Minnesota. Um, he played outside linebacker in college. He'd probably play inside here. Got all the physical talent in the world, and he's an extremely bright kid. The problem is it hasn't translated to the football field, but that's what Dan Quinn is supposed to be really special at. And then if they were looking at Sua Cravens and they wanted somebody like that, I've got Miles Killebrew as another option who is actually better than Sua Cravens. Uh, Miles Killebrew is almost an exact replica of Dale Buchanan, so if they wanted to go that small linebacker route, I think Miles Killebrew could be that option. Okay. Uh, so for me in round four, before we get cut off again, I'm praying against hope that Kentrell Brothers is there for, for it. I think he's just as perfect in that for what uh, Marvin Lewis wants to do in the middle of that field. He, he's no he's no fluff. He just makes plays. He gets the ball carrier. Uh, and like I said, from the, the picks we had, I, I announced earlier for my, you know, pie-in-the-sky scenario, with that, with that defensive line that they would have, he, they would just free him up to absolutely be a roamer and make plays. Um, if he's not there, and he couldn't be, um, I'm saying uh, with uh, Tyvis Powell from, from Ohio State, um, we lost Nelson, uh, and I know we got Sean Williams to, co- to come in and play off of Ioka. But if you know anything UGA. about Bob Lewis, yep, if you know anything about him, you know, he also likes to take value and, and, and stuff the cover, so to speak, because I believe this is Sean's uh, last year. So if he has a big yep. year, the Bengals may not be able to pay him. Uh, so, you know, you kind of red, not red-shirt him. You put him in the rotation, and you want to keep Sean. I love Sean. I think it's about time for him to play. But this is what the Bengals have been doing, and I love it, is, uh, you know, getting some depth behind him. So uh, defense, after the wide receiver, I think this is a defensive draft for us. Uh, and I try to shorten this up here. Go ahead. So you want to go ahead and finish up yours till we get to the seventh round? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to make you happy with this one, uh, maybe. Uh, I'm looking at two cornerbacks here in the fifth round uh, because they haven't signed Leon Hall, thank God. Uh, and we're going to need somebody <laughs> to play in, in the slot and also have some insurance. Um, Josh Shaw has, has showed some life last year, but, you know, we don't know in full games. Uh, and Denard and Kirkpatrick, I don't think, have shown us to the point that you just can piss them in for the next five to ten years. Uh, so we talked about him earlier. If he switched to the back end of his range, DeAndre Hall from Northern Iowa to play a little hybrid slot corner, maybe in some safety, um, and Cyrus Jones from Alabama. I don't. Uh, I just like Cyrus Jones. Ooh. I just like. I just like his. I like him in the fifth round. I like him in the fifth round. I like he's tenacious. Um, but one to sleep on here is uh, your boy Malcolm Mitchell. I, I think they take a wide boy. receiver early, and they take a wide receiver late uh, to replace a new and Marvin Jones. Uh, it's going to be a total round, steal. Yeah, in the sixth round, I've been living in Atlanta too long. I think, you know, I touched on it earlier, Russell Bodine has has been the weak link of that Cincinnati offensive line for a couple of years now. He just gets pushed around in the run game. 
Uh, he's decent in the pass game, but they can upgrade there. Um, so I'm looking at Isaac Sumolo from USC at center or Jack Allen, center from Michigan State, uh, just to get some Jack depth Allen. there and some, get some, yeah, get some some, some competition from for Russell Bowden because that guy he's killing me. Uh, so I'm gonna kick it back to you for your pick in round seven. Well, now for the last pick. Um, this one's a name that I know you're not going to know, and almost nobody else is going to know it. It's Prez Ford out of Northern Illinois. Uh, he's an outside linebacker, very athletic, very quick. He's touch small, another 225-pound backer. Uh, that's what the league's going to. They always like these smaller will linebackers that could really cover. And he can pop you one. He was a very, very good player on that Northern Iowa or that Northern Illinois defense. Uh, you may you may have noticed him then because they played you guys. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the play is tough. He didn't play the full season. They rotated a good bit, so he only had about 55 tackles, but he's he's fairly fairly quick and could fill that role. Some other options are all on the offensive end. Uh, Mike Thomas, the receiver out of Southern Miss, speed freak, uh, 6'1", about 210, 215-ish, probably runs about a 4'49 at his pro day, uh, catches with his hands far away from his body, really good in contested catches. Um, keeping on that note, Demarcus Robinson, the embattled receiver out of Florida, first round talent, seventh round head, um, <laughs> Mr. Suspension, to some NFC scouts, and then Stephen Weatherly out of Vanderbilt. He's a very, very yeah. interesting player. He played linebacker at Vanderbilt, but he'd probably get moved to defensive end. Um, nobody really knew him until he came around in the combine in his pro day and absolutely blew it up. Ran a four six five, which was one of the fast, which was the fastest defensive end time. Uh, he threw up like 30 bench press reps. The guy's talented. He's very, very good. You just don't know because he's at Vanderbilt, but he's he's got a potential to be a fantastic late round pick for somebody. And I wouldn't be shocked if somebody like Marvin over at Cincinnati took a flyer on him. Yeah, he was he that he was on my list. Actually, that's why I started laughing. Like, uh, we're, we're we're clearly reading for the same tea tea leaves here. Uh, that's one. So I won't repeating. Um, also, Lawrence Thomas, defensive end from Michigan State. Uh, he, he had some nice ones with Jason Senior Bowl, too, uh, and, and turned some heads. Um, he's one of those ones I meant to put on my sleeper list earlier. Uh, take a flyer in the seventh round. Uh, like I said, Marvin, they, they enjoy the depth, and they kind of missed uh, with some of those other defensive linemen. From, you're right. I, I, was, I didn't like that from the get-go, from SMU. Um, and, and Clark from uh, West Virginia has not shown up yet either. So maybe Stan, go back to your to your Big Ten in that area, maybe so. Um, and Chris Brown, wide receiver from Notre Dame, um, I think he could be a sleeper as well. This guy called for the numbers game in Notre Dame, just depending on what they do. I don't know if they take three. If they take Malcolm Mitchell in the other round, like I said, then they wouldn't take him. Uh, but all right, we're getting ready to get cut off more than likely. I had an excellent time. I hope you had an excellent time listening to us. I hope you had an excellent time going Draft nerd on us there, Dylan. But always appreciate the names. And you can get no better information than you get it here from the morning after. I will be in contact with you tomorrow, bro, during the draft. Have a good one. Say good Watching night it all the way. Got a nice yes, bottle sir. of Don Q. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, bro. I'll holler at you later. All right, man. Have a good one. All you guys, make sure you're tuning in every week. Also, pay attention on the front row. You'll know me as Turtle. Um, have fun. <laughs> make sure you watch the draft. Watch the Hawks game if you want, but make sure you're tuning into that draft. Hit us up with any comments you got on Twitter, at DylanXShort, or on Facebook, or on Blog Talk. Y'all have a good night, and you too, buddy. All right, bro. Talk to you tomorrow.